Hello everyone, it's Mark Godeka here. Welcome to the NT Pod, the podcast offering a historical approach to the New Testament. It's episode 50, and today we're asking, what do we know about the sisters of Jesus? So lots of people don't know that sisters of Jesus are mentioned in the New Testament. It has to be said that it's only a couple of brief references, but uh, nevertheless it's interesting to dig in and see what we can find out. The key reference is Mark chapter 6 and verse 3. Jesus is in his hometown of Nazareth. Mark doesn't specifically mention Nazareth, but he talks about his home country. And Jesus has gone back, he's preaching in the synagogue, and people in the audience kind of take offence and they say, isn't this the craftsman, the son of Mary? And are not his brothers here with us, James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And it's rather frustrating because we get the names of the brothers, but we don't find out the names of the sisters from Mark. But sisters definitely mentioned there in context. So that uh, suggests that uh, there are sisters, as far as Mark's concerned, in the family. Now, the only other mention is in Matthew's Gospel, and Matthew, I think, like most scholars, is using Mark, and I don't think we find out much fresh from Matthew's account of the same thing. It happens in Matthew 13. There is one slight difference, in that when you get to the sisters, Matthew says, are not all his sisters here with us? Now, that's kind of curious. That shows that even though Matthew's probably just working from Mark here, he's imagining more than two. I mean, I don't think you say all even in Greek, if you're, if you're imagining only two, you'd say, are oh, not both his sisters here with us? Actually, there is a scholar that says, well, maybe uh, all here in Greek could mean both, but actually it's very difficult to find examples parallel to this where all would mean two. So I think we can say there are more than two, at least implied by Matthew, but then again, how much does Matthew actually know other than what he's found in Mark anyway? So we've got some sisters of Jesus in Matthew and Mark, not mentioned anywhere else in the New Testament as explicitly at all. And if we want to find out a little bit more, we have to ask about later tradition. Now, a scholar called Epiphanius, we should call him an early church father called Epiphanius, writing in the 4th century, he mentions that Jesus' sisters' names were Mary and Salome on a couple of occasions. On another occasion he mentions that they were called Anna and Salome, but Mary and Salome is the one that uh, gets the the main reference. Perhaps he thought there were three, but he only mentions them in, in those pairings of two, Mary and Salome or Anna and Salome. So what's the likelihood that Epiphanius in the 4th century has got some original kind of tradition that at least goes back to the first century or so. Well, a scholar called Richard Borkham is uh, something of an expert on the family of Jesus, and he thinks that Epiphanius may be accurate in in this tradition of Jesus' sisters being called Mary and Salome. And he makes a few moves to suggest this. One of them is that he thinks that Salome is mentioned also, this this sister of Jesus, Salome, is mentioned in a book called The Protevangelium of James. I've mentioned it before in the NT pod, and uh, this won't be the last time I mention it either. it's, It's a really fascinating text. It's basically a kind of prequel of the Gospels. That's why it's called a protevangelium, like a pre-gospel. And it tells the story of uh, before Jesus's birth and leading up to Jesus's birth. And there's a character in this text called Salome, and she, she, she expresses amazement 
amazement that Mary could have given birth as a virgin, and she goes in and and witnesses this uh, this this kind of um, virgin birth that's just happened, and, and she expresses profound doubt, a bit like a bit like uh, Thomas at the uh, resurrection. This Salome says that she won't believe unless she's able to put her finger where this uh, virgin birth has happened. And uh, she does so and gets her hand burnt up. And so you get this whole story about this character expressing amazement at the virgin birth. It is clearly a fictional story. I don't think anybody, anybody takes seriously the idea that there's any kind of history here. But the question is, is this character of Salome that appears in this text a sister of Jesus? I mean, Richard Borkham thinks it is. He says that uh, that there's no explanation of why this character is suddenly there appearing with the Holy Family. So he says that the text kind of takes for granted that she's a family member, that she is a sister of Jesus. I'm not so sure though. I, I think that the name Salome is one of those names that does just bob around and keeps popping up in lots of second, third, fourth century Christian texts. And I don't think there's a strong enough evidence that the author of Protevangelium of James thinks of this character as a sister of Jesus. But what about the character Mary? Is there, is there, are there any grounds for thinking that Mary is a sister of Jesus? Well, one of the things you have to do here is take a look at the Gospel of Philip, which is probably written in the third century. And in the Gospel of Philip, you get this amazing line. It says, there were three who always walked with the Lord, Mary, his mother, and her sister, and Magdalene, the one who was called his companion. His sister and his mother and his, and his companion were each a Mary. That's what the Gospel of Philip says. Now, the curious thing there is that we have these three Marys mentioned. Two of them we already know about from the canonical Gospels. Mary, the mother of Jesus, Mary Magdalene. The third Mary that's mentioned appears to be in the, in the very same verse of Gospel of Philip, described both as Mary, Jesus's mother's sister, and also Jesus's sister. And uh, so the text is very difficult to make head or tail of there, and you actually have to do a little bit of kind of emendation to try and make sense of it. It may well be that the Mary that's being talked about there is Mary, the mother of Jesus's sister, because after all, John's Gospel in chapter 19 does mention this character called Mary, who's a kind of sister of, of, uh, of the mother of Jesus. And she's probably regarded there as a kind of sister-in-law, if you like, of, uh, of, of Mary, the mother of Jesus. So I don't know whether the Gospel of Philip is definitely talking about Mary as a sister of Jesus. It might be, but gosh, the Gospel of Philip, I mean, what an absolutely bizarre text and what a difficult text to understand. I mean, actually, those that are familiar with the Da Vinci Code, Dan Brown's Da Vinci Code, all know that uh, Gospel of Philip is the grounds that he uses for making Mary Magdalene Jesus's wife, because it mentions her there as Jesus's companion. But the Gospel of Philip, I, I don't think really gives us a weighty enough tradition that Jesus's sister was called Mary. It's a little bit vague. It's a little bit uncertain about about who this character is. So I don't think it really pushes us much nearer to the first century in our search for the names of Jesus's sisters. 
And we're stuck, therefore, really with our earliest clear references to the sisters of Jesus as being those ones in Epiphanius right out there in the fourth century. Gospel of Philip isn't really going to let us secure a Mary, a sister of Jesus in the third century. And the Protevangelium of James isn't really helping us much with the name Salome. Are there any other things that might be able to help us with this quest? Well, you could actually do something that Richard Balcombe also does, which is look at the the frequency of female names in this period. And one of the things that he does is he, he takes this, this big kind of book of names from the Second Temple period by Tal Ilan and looks, and that, that book lists all sorts of known cases of names from antiquity. And, and one of the things it does is it, it, it shows just how common the name Mary is in antiquity and just how common the name Salome is specifically in Palestine and amongst Jews. And Richard Balcom notes that if you take seriously those figures in Tal Ilan's book, that almost 50% of all the known women in this period were called either Mary or Salome. So they were really common names. So Balcom says that Perhaps, you know, we've got a kind of 50% chance that the sisters were called Mary and Salome anyway. Actually, there's a little bit of a maths problem there. Maths, as we say in British English, maths in American English. Because if you're doing probability, you don't add up the figures, you, you kind of multiply them. I mean, if, you, if Jesus has got a couple of sisters and you want one to be called Mary and one to be called Salome, you multiply the figures together to get the right probability. You don't add them together. So it's not a 50% chance that they're called Mary and Salome on the basis of those figures. There's actually about a 5% chance that they're called Mary and Salome if those figures are accurate. Um, don't worry if maths isn't your particular thing. Just to say that it's possible that they were called Mary and Salome on the basis of those uh, figures of what women in general were called in antiquity, but we really haven't got much more to go on than just that. So I think this is one of these occasions where it's a little bit disappointing, actually, because the curious historian, the, the historian with that kind of intellectual curiosity that wants to find out details about Jesus's life or details about what the evangelists think they can tell us about Jesus's life or those of us that want to sort of try and get back to the earliest traditions. We want to sort of find out some of these interesting kind of details, don't we? And, you know, given that you've got these names of Jesus's brothers coming quite prominently in Matthew and Mark, it's kind of a shame that we haven't got names of sisters. And I think Mary and Salome, to give Borkham his credit, are, are, are as plausible as any other name, and perhaps more plausible given that they are prominent uh, names amongst Jewish women in this period. But frankly, we don't even know if there were two sisters. There could have been several. It's one of those areas where, as so often in historical Jesus studies, we just have to say, I don't know. I wish I knew, and it's a great invitation for writing a fiction, but unfortunately on this occasion, we just don't know. 
Well, thanks for listening to the latest episode of the NT Pod. It's great to have got to episode 50. I hope there'll be another 50 episodes eventually, and that we'll get to the big episode 100 at one point. It's always good to have your company. Uh, you can find me on the web at podacre.blogspot.com. You can find the NT Pod on iTunes or Duke's iTunes U. You can find me on Facebook. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com slash NT Pod. And uh, thanks for all your feedback. Thanks for all your encouragement. And I look forward to being with you again soon.